Welcome to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We are heard nationally wherever fine podcasts are available and weekly on the radio at Charleston, South Carolina's 1250 WTMA Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock from our home base, which is right here in Charleston, South Carolina. And Robin, before I introduce our first guest, I know you have some very important information to tell Very us. important. Yes. So if you like this show, and I know you will, please leave a comment and share it. Follow me on Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski, and on Facebook, The Learning Ring. It helps us reach more families, and I would be so grateful. Indeed. And we know you are grateful. And by the way, you know, I've been hearing, even I've been hearing buzz about the show. Yeah, and I'm not in your network, but it's like this is the coolest thing. People are saying, "Aren't you involved with that uh, Robin yep. Berlinski show?" There you go. All right. Well, I'm excited to tell you about our first guest, and you know, anytime Robin brings a guest in, you know, we're already talking high energy. I want to introduce Kara Wells. Kara is from Augusta, Georgia. Went to Georgia Southern University for marketing and fashion merchandising. She graduated in 2017 and moved to Charleston. She has 12 years' experience in retail specifically small business women's clothing, and now owns Lena Marie, an online size inclusive clothing boutique for modern women. And Robin, I know you guys have a tremendous relationship, so you fill in the blanks. We have a tremendous relationship because my daughter introduced me to Kara, and I have to say, this show is about school. It's about classrooms and energy for teachers and students, but Kara is the epitome of energy. So setting the stage here. I met her. My daughter worked with her in a clothing boutique here locally. And when I went in, the store was busy and there were customers and Kara's ringing people up. And when she saw Nikki, she was so joyful and ran up and said hello and made me feel like I was the only one in the store. And <laughs> that kind of energy, like already, Kara, I can tell like, you were that student in school that said, oh, come sit by me in the cafeteria. You don't have somebody like so inclusive in so many ways. So I'm just so excited. My daughter introduced me to you. Shout out to Nikki. And so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I absolutely adore your daughter, Nikki. And I'm so happy <laughs> that she connected us. And I have to say, Ron, this comes to mind when I think of Kara. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book, 1986, Robert Fulgham's book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Have you heard of that? I have just now. Okay, well, <laughs> it's so cute because it just says about, like, just be nice. Just mm -hmm. be nice. Put things back when you're done. Have cookies and milk in the afternoon and take a nap. Hold hands. Celebrate other people. And to me, that's what Kara is. So it, I know you reminded me of that when I met you. So I just thank to you. throw that in there. You know, I love books, Ron. <laughs> yes, in fact, I've gotten some good ones from you, so oh, keep, keep the list growing. I will keep it coming. All right, so before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this, you know, obviously, Carrie, you're an entrepreneur, and let's talk about some success stories leading into your own success story. Um, I know from uh, research, Bert Shavitz and Roxanne Quimby created Bert's Bees. I didn't know this. In the early 1980s, um, you can hear Roxanne's story of Burt's Bees journey on the Guy Raz's podcast. But why would we want somebody to go somewhere else? Oh, because it's an amazing podcast. And uh, one day, Carol will be on it. Okay. So I would get, love that. Get ready. Yeah, we're going to listen to her. All right. Then Anita Roddick started the body shop in 1976. Now, there are 3,000 stores worldwide with about $5.3 in revenue. That's a great success story. 
And of course, who doesn't know about Bill Gates and Paul Allen starting Microsoft in a garage in 1975? And I think uh, Bill Gates' uh, net worth last time we checked was about $115 million. So we're going to leave them in the dust. Tell us about your (laughs) brilliant idea and why it's taken off. So those are some big names that I plan <laughs> to live up to. So <laughs> um, so growing up, I always had a love of fashion. My mom always likes to tell the story to people um, that when I was like three years old, like I was just starting to walk and we would go out and about and she would let me toddle around the store. And she said, I would always go up to random people and start like pointing at their shoes and would be like shoes shoes and my mom was like I knew from then this girl (laughs) she loved fashion and loved clothing um it's always been my passion um I remember also growing up and getting um, do you remember American Girl Dolls oh yes they were like all the rage had several yes and you know they're not cheap and so my mom would get me American Girl dolls and get me these clothes and I would like cut up the clothes to how I thought it could look better Mm. so yeah so Mm. it's like (laughs) it makes sense now to my career but at the time my parents were not happy um so anyways I always loved fashion I started working at a children's boutique when I was 15 and my mom would drop me off and I would work like one or two hours this was just a family friend that I was so interested in I just wanted to get in the fashion world I loved it. I really liked retail. And then I continued to work um, into fashion on and off for the next 12 years. Um, And when I managed a clothing boutique here in Charleston is when I really realized there was a gap in the fashion industry that I felt like wasn't being met. And to me, that was um, size inclusivity. Um, Very rarely do you see sizes larger than or smaller than a small so extra small and then larger than a large a lot of local clothing boutiques whether you're in charleston or i'm from augusta georgia a lot of clothing boutiques only carry small medium large and a lot of times those sizes don't even aren't the same like i'm i'm a size 10 or 12 and sometimes i wouldn't even fit in the large and that doesn't feel good to not be able to fit in any clothing into a in a store um so my idea with lena marie is to offer clothing to grown women moms working women the modern woman that there's a larger variety of sizes yeah oh my gosh so this reminds me so i'm wearing my cute little lululemon leggings Mm -hmm. and this is reminding me back in 2013 chip wilson this Mm -hmm. The chairman of Lululemon, mm-hmm. they were not inclusive in their sizes. If you remember, you were young. And he made a comment in an interview that, well, Lululemon's not really for everyone. And that Oof. backfired tremendously. Oh, 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 and he resigned. God. He resigned a few weeks later. Aye, aye, but aye. just last year, the end of 2021, they, they now go up to size 20. So, Amazing. you know, they needed you in 2013 Lululemon mm-hmm. so even this great you know big company mm-hmm. wasn't thinking that way so how great that you came right out of the gate thinking about that right and I actually so it's funny when I had the idea to start the boutique and the idea behind the boutique would to be size inclusivity and have a larger variety of sizes I originally wanted to do extra small to extra large because to me working in the boutique um seen um they only carried small medium and large so i was like oh extra small and extra large that every single day i had a woman come in do you have this in an extra small do you have this in an extra large daily so i was like okay there's a need for that well then opening the boutique i noticed that people started asking do you carry plus size or do you carry extra extra small and people wanted even a wider variety of clothing so i quickly went back to market and was like we got to carry a plus size line so we launched our first plus size collection in october and then we've launched 
I believe like three more pieces that come in plus size and we'll have a lot more um, plus size collections coming in the future and I'm excited about that. Well, what's amazing to me is, and, and I'm often on the outside looking in, but I learn a lot from Robin. Mm-hmm. So you obviously are are high energy to the max. Let's just assume that. <laughs> but let's equate this with the classroom, because mm-hmm. that's what this is also about, mm-hmm. is is taking that energy and bringing it to an audience mm-hmm. and having them respond to you because they want to be around you. They want to be around somebody with positive energy. What kind of an analogy can you make between you dealing with your customers and an educator dealing with a class. People always tell me that I'm entertaining. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would agree they're with just that. Being, they're just being kind. I would agree with that. <laughs> oh my All the time. I've been told multiple times I should either be on a reality TV show or I remind them of a cartoon character. Oh my gosh. Because if you could see me, those of you listening, if you could see me, my face is constantly, you know, my eyes are huge when I talk. I have a lot of expression. And I do think that that's something that has helped me in the sales world. And so relating that back to school, I think a teacher or a professor, when I think back to when I was school in school, the teachers and professors that I connected best with were the ones that were excited about what they were talking about. And I think that really shows through in your business. I mean, is this person really excited and passionate? I mean, that's all I want to do. I want to talk clothes. I want to wear the clothes. I want to talk about what things new we can do. And in school, when someone, a teacher or professor was talking about a subject that I may have not loved, if they were so passionate about it, it makes you interested, you know? So true. It makes what, perfect sense. What was your favorite subject, just out of curiosity? Oh, art. In school. So, yes, oh, I loved art. Sense. For a while, I thought I was going to be an art teacher. Really? Yeah. I really I love, love like, arts and crafts things mm-hmm. and the what creativity. Was your, what was your least favorite? Oh, math. <laughs> math and science. And my dad is a doctor. He will probably listen to this podcast. Shout out, dad. We would get in, like, so many fights of me crying because I... And he's the nicest man. But I just... I just don't. That's not me. I I am not math or science. I wish our listeners could have seen her face when she said math. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Very cartoony. I love it. (laughs) So who was your favorite teacher in your whole history? Do you remember? Oh, yes. Okay. So I had a professor in college. And okay, so a little backstory because it's important to this professor is so I majored in marketing and fashion merchandising. And I think this is also important to any parents or students that may be listening. Maybe you have a student that's um, about to go to college. I My passion was fashion. I always loved style. I always wanted to cl- go into the clothing and retail industry. But being in college, I felt like that wasn't good enough. I felt like I needed to do something, work for a corporate you know, company or something that was quote unquote, more important. So I decided I was going to be in sales, which I did, you know, think I would, I I think I'm good in sales, but I like sales fashion. And so I joined the sales team in college um, because I was, it was my senior year of college and I was a little worried like, okay, I don't think I can do fashion. I need to do something quote unquote better. And so I decided that I was going to work for a corporate company and I was going to be in sales and Georgia Southern offered a sales team, which is Side note, amazing. So basically they recruit kids and you just learn all these sales techniques, um, how to connect with people, how to read the room, um, how to sell something without being 
too pushy. And Dr. Larson was one of the professors and coaches on our sales team. And she really just took an interest in me and really helped me uh, with my sales career. And I do believe she definitely played a part in me having the confidence to one, get out of the corporate job and go back to retail because I was so confident in the sales skills that she taught me. That's wonderful. I love that. So what about any of the training, any of these things that rubbed off on you at a young age are still in your head nowadays while you're running this successful business? How much comes back? So much. People always, I get asked a lot, especially by young girls who have either worked at the boutique that I used to work at because I got to, when I was managing um, a clothing boutique locally, I did that for three years and I got to meet along with Nikki, a lot of really cool um, high school and college um, women. And through talking to them, a lot of them have reached out to me since I've opened the boutique. And how did you do this? You know, what's the best advice for me? I'm about to graduate college. What should I do? My best advice is always experience. And even though that sales team was through college, yes, that was a school thing, but the experience it gave me, we traveled um, to California and competed in sales competitions against all these different colleges. And we had to pretend like we were in a real sales meeting. So you would role play and do different pitches. That helped me a ton. And to be put on the spot like that in front of lots of people and to be pushed out of my comfort zone that helped but then also just internships that I got through the fashion program at Georgia Southern was so helpful and then just working I mean just having a job and working the floor I truly believe my experience whether that was through internships at school or having part-time jobs and what I was interested in really gave me the knowledge to be able to open my own business I love that I have a I have a question but I'm going to start it with a story Mm -hmm. because you just reminded me of something so when I was in middle school this is going to date me a little bit it was the centennial so it was 1976 and my social studies teacher assigned us a project and it was very open-ended do whatever you want that shows the growth in these 200 years and I chose fashion which is interesting because I don't have a career in fashion but I do love clothes and um, so I went into the Ontario County Historical Museum shout out to them in Canandaigua New York And um, there was a fashion exhibit going on at the time. And I walked through that entire museum and with my little probably, you know, the cameras with the flash bulb on it, it probably like spun around and and snapped, took pictures, did a whole thing, la, 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 had fun, loved it, got an A and was so happy. So this leads me to you because I have to say about Kara, your social media is amazing because it's not the same. It's like one will be a video of you and you're in a, you're in front of what looks like a backdrop for mm-hmm. a true like fashion shoot and then it'll be people that I didn't see the last month and it's like always different but lots of models and my question is where do you find so many amazing and beautiful women of all shapes and sizes and then where does that creativity come from for mm-hmm. the whole photo shoot stuff you do right well thank you I appreciate that because if um, anyone is does anything entrepreneurial or owns their business content and filming the content in social media is king. And sometimes you're constantly questioning yourself, am I getting enough content? Am I doing this right? So I truly appreciate you saying that. The creativity, I would say, I get just working in retail, people will always ask, just because I like fashion, sometimes I'll think, oh, well, of course this top would go with those jeans. That's how I see it. But someone else, like my dad with math, sees that so clearly. So what I've learned in retail is not everyone, that doesn't come naturally to everyone. And what I've learned in working through retail is when people come and ask me, 
you know, I'm a mom. This is what I'm doing from day to day. I need pants that are comfortable that I can wear to school drop off and that can go to happy hour with my girls afterwards. And I've really loved being able to teach and be like this, you know, these are three classic pieces you need that you can restyle X amount of ways. Um, And then just drawing inspiration from Pinterest, drawing inspiration um, from Instagram and TikTok and seeing what other people are doing and seeing uh, what people like. And the videos that I get the most feedback are the ones where I style the same piece multiple ways. I love it. And I love what you're wearing, by the way. Oh, thank you. You definitely need to check out my Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski, and you'll see what I'm also wearing that Kara brought and her beautiful outfit. But definitely follow Kara on social media so you can see these amazing photo shoots. And it is Shop Lena Marie on Instagram, and that's L-E-N-A-M-A-R-E. I.E. So shop Lena Marie. Mm-hmm. So definitely follow her. Mm-hmm. I think part of your brilliance is seeing an opportunity and running with it. And it baffles me when you tell that story about the guy from Lululemon who said, oh, it's not for everybody. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to be in retail? Why would you limit yourself? And then, of course, uh, you know, make fun of or criticize those who might not fit into that pattern. But I think that's really kind of brilliant. And I suspect that your business started booming overnight when you offered something for everyone right it did i was very happy with the response we got with our plus size collection and i could not agree with you more that everyone has a story and i just feel like no matter where you are in life you should be able to go into a clothing store and buy something that makes you feel good and that is part of my mission with lena marie is to make women feel good about themselves because at the end of the day we're all going through something and putting on a great outfit makes me feel good and i hope that that can be spread to other people as well so you're only doing women's fashion though right (sighs) I hate to say for you, I am only doing women's fashion. I apologize. We can dress you up next time, though, Ron. We'll, we'll get. Let me tell you why that's a problem. <laughs> yes. I have no fashion sense at all. Oh, if they were yes. gra- here's an idea for you: Garanimals for adults. <laughs> the giraffe shirt goes with the giraffe pants. That's what I need. That's that's as far oh as I can gosh. do. Oh my gosh, that's good. This is a radio show and not a right. TV. Well, show. Say, <laughs> I have a face for radio. That's why I do. That. All right, so Kara, uh, here's another observation. Uh, And this came from Robin. She says, research shows customers make buying decisions because they want to work with a specific person. Your energy is magnetic. People gravitate to you. Has that always been the case? Or did you have to kind of years ago maybe ramp it up because you realize I'm losing somebody here. I need to be more excited. I need to be more switched on or more personal with these individuals. No, I have always been crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of knew that was coming. I've always been just, so I grew up with um, three brothers and I was the only girl and I had to make my presence known. And that I did. That's why you and Nikki (laughs) connect so well. She has two older brothers. Same thing. So I question, did I say Lena? Did I say Lena Marie earlier? Or did I say it right? So so it is Lena. Lena Lena Marie. Marie. And how did you get that name? So that was my great grandmother's name. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. So it's actually a funny story about the name. When I decided to open my clothing boutique, I, of course, like the first step is you're like, all right, before you even get your LLC or business license, you have to know the name of the boutique to be able to do all that. So I'm like, what am I going to be? What am I going to call that? And I went through hundreds of names, y'all, and it nothing felt right. Um, so I finally recruited my family, and I was like, we got to hop on a Zoom call because we need to do like a brainstorming session. And we all hopped on a call, and we're all throwing out names, and we're like an hour in, and my mom's like, 
you know my grandmother that I was really close to I did not get to meet her my grandmother her name was Lena Marie isn't that a pretty name and I'm like mom you waited an hour to say <laughs> like I love that and That's my great. mom showed me a picture of her she has this fabulous fur coat on these like sensible pumps it was on her wedding day it was like 1940 I believe wow yes like and just fabulous and I was like that fits it's part of it's me it's part of my family and it's a classic and chic and timeless name and that's what the boutique I wanted to represent I love that story all right two things unless I'm missing something remind us where we can find Lena Marie products and get some for not ourselves because you don't uh, cater to men but let's just say for (laughs) any women in our lives uh, how would I find your products you probably told us already but I just want to make sure everybody knows it's okay. So I am fully online. So it, the website that you would shop us at is shoplenamarie.com. Again, Lena is L-E-N-A. And then my Instagram is shoplenamarie underscore. If you type in shoplenamarie, it usually pops up. And then also um, make sure you follow me on Instagram at shoplenamarie underscore because we do a lot of pop-up markets in the area. And that's when you can come and shop in person, see the clothes in person. And again, I'm local to Charleston. I'm in West Ashley and I'm always open to styling sessions where customers can come over. They can see the clothes and I'm happy to style them. All right. So here's my second question. Now, this is the more challenging part. Great idea for a store, great idea for a product line, but now you got to source all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What lessons did you learn about who's going to make this for me? Where mm-hmm. will I get the materials from? Mm-hmm. Do I have any rules and regulations about who I'll buy from? Mm-hmm. Who will ship on time? Mm-hmm. All those things. What lessons did you learn that took you to where you are today? So that's an interesting question because that was probably my biggest area of learning. When I went to launch the boutique, I had experience in retail. I had experience in sales and managing, in social media, in marketing, in wholesaling clothing, but I had no experience in buying. So I would say that was the most, the area that I was really ready to learn a lot about. Um, I have a good friend in Augusta, Georgia, whose mom owns um, a boutique there. And she was kind enough to hop on a call with me and just give me a full rundown of what buying looks like, how you do that, etc. I retail my clothing. So that means that I go to apparel markets. The first market I went to was in Las Vegas with my mom. We made it a girl's trip. It was so fun. And the second market I went to was in Atlanta. I'll be going back there in a few weeks to shop for spring and summer. So y'all get ready for that. And there are hundreds upon hundreds of fashion designers there and they are wholesaling their clothing. So I go and basically shop for the boutique and curate a collection based on what I think would best fit my customer. Um, And in regards to regulation, what I look for the most is, is it true to size? Does it fit well? Do they offer extra small to extra large? Do they offer a plus size collection is what I'm really looking for. So you're not going to work with a supplier if they're not going to provide you the wide range of sizes that you need. That's kind of a prerequisite going into it. Correct. We have a few. So I carry a few brands that only have small, medium, large. However, the reason that I carry them is because they're very giving. So they they tell you that the sizes are very giving. I'm usually always a solid large in pants. I'm a 10-12 um, and I, those two brands that we carry, I could wear a smaller medium. So they're very giving. So that's why I have carried those two lines. Other than that, people usually the vendors that I carry are extra small to extra large or plus size. So when you go to these shows, they have lots and lots of designs for you to choose from. 
are you also in a position where you or your friends or your colleagues will design something that you really like and you take it to them and say, hey, can you make this for us? Mm -hmm. So my ultimate goal with the boutique is I would like to eventually manufacture all my clothes, clothing for myself and have a full line for myself that is extra, extra small to 3XL, if not wider. I would love to carry my own line that has all of the sizes because sometimes I will say even opening a boutique that is size inclusive, then you go to market and you're like, there. it's hard to find. I mean, I had to really shop to find plus size clothing or petite clothing that it fits well, it looks good. It's something that people would want to wear. So my ultimate goal is to fully fill the gap and not only retail clothing, but also manufacture and wholesale that clothing um, is my end goal. So I have not worked with someone yet to be like, this is what I want this collection to look like. Can you design that for me? But we are headed that way. That's We're part watching of, you, yeah. yeah. You heard it here first. It's, yes. coming. it's coming. Robin, help me with this because okay. I, I think there's a brilliance to this. The, the fact that you can take an article of clothing that Kara provides and what did you say? Style it in different mm -hmm. ways. There are multiple ways of wearing the same piece mm -hmm. of clothing. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, I think that's what my customers like the most. Um, especially some of my closest friends. They've who have shopped with me. They've told me, "I like your things because you have things with pattern and that are fun that I can get and wear out and about." But then you have a, I have a lot of classic pieces like classic button ups or um, a sweater vest, something that is so easy to restyle multiple times you want to get clothing that you can rewear exactly i don't know if robin mentioned this to you before you came in the studio but these shows go very quickly and this one is about over unbelievable oh, wow. but before we say goodbye to you robin once again remind uh, what we'd like our audience members to do if they like the show or should i say when they love, like the show. love, the, love show. the show leave a comment and share it please um download our podcasts and share them but definitely follow me on instagram robin underscore berlinski because you want to see these cool outfits that we're wearing in here and you too can go to shop Lena Marie underscore on Instagram and see all her cool social media posts. And then Facebook is the learning ring. We are rebranding robinberlinski.com coming soon. But please do all these things. Tag us, reach out, make comments. It helps us reach more families. And I would be so grateful. Kara, it's been a delight having you in the studio today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I just want to remind everybody, we invite your questions and comments when you visit our official website, robinberlinski.com. And you've been listening to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're heard nationally wherever fine podcasts are available and weekly on the radio at Charleston, South Carolina's 1250 WTMA Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock from our home base in Charleston, South Carolina. Robin, well done. You always bring the A-list into the studio, and, man, I, I'm not sure, will anybody be better than... Kara Wells. I'm not sure if that's going to She's gonna awesome. <laughs> and just thank you, Nikki, for introducing me to your friend. She's amazing. All right. We'll see you next time, folks, on Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. Bye now. <laughs>